coach Kalani Satake, assistant head coach Ed Lamb and defense coordinator Lisa Tuiaki will join us. Yeah, all of the new signees and every returned missionary will be discussed over the next hour. Who are the immediate impact guys? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live at 6 Eastern for Mountain What's Time, a go. special early signing day show. Your day-to-day play-by-play, hour number two in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wherever and however you are dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with eighth-year senior Jerem Jordan. I'm just happy to be here. Uh, like I said earlier today, this internship, uh, the past 11 years of BYU TV has been amazing for me. So You're now on a full-ride scholarship. Am I? Yes. I thought we handed that out to me earlier today. We did. And so I'm saying we, you are now oh, yeah, on yeah, yeah. the full-ride scholarship. It's exciting. Uh, you know, I, I've, like McKay Cannon at UVU, I had to just get on a separate vehicle when we'd go somewhere. Uh, but now I can ride with the team. So that's You're great. part of the team. Mm-hmm. Right? Welcome, my I friend. I feel welcomed. Welcome. Before hey, wh- I was preferred... Now I'm just, now you are yeah, just, just on the team. Yeah, I'm We're going to talk with head coach Kalani Satake in just a moment, but not before the latest signees have officially entered the BYU football family. So, with that said, welcome Talon Alfrey to BYU football. 6'3", 185 out of Auburn, Washington. A defensive back. Versatility is what this guy is all about. First off, the lettuce is solid. Is he going to have to cut it later? Don't worry about it. Uh, from Auburn, Washington, a guy that was recruited by Washington and Washington State. He's a BYU guy. He's a mission-first guy, a safety. He announced, uh, I believe at his school uh, or, or uh, just online, about 15 minutes ago. So this is a later edition here, uh, a guy that's – you could see BYU's recruiting taller defensive backs. This guy's 6'3", uh, could play safety for the Cougars. Man, Thor is jealous of his hair for real. <laughs> it's good flow, man, up top. <laughs> it's awesome. Welcome to BYU Football Talent, Alfrey from Washington State. And the latest but not least signee is Braden Cosper, wide receiver out of South Jordan, Utah, and Bingham High School, 6'3", 195. He really impressed coaches when he came for the 7-on-7 camp, his dream school, is BYU, and now he's a part of BYU football. You know I love my Bingham guys. Uh, Scout says he's the number one receiver in Utah. Nine touchdowns in each of the last two years. Bingham ran the rock a lot. Yeah, so at for a him, running school. So he had 18 touchdowns last two seasons, 6'3", 195. Uh, expected to potentially be a mission-first guy as well. So another uh, tall, lean, speedy receiver for BYU. Yeah, now what's interesting about Braden is we heard some of the coaches say he reminds us of Jordan Pendleton coming out of high school. Now, now on the field, right? Not off? Is that on and off? <laughs> so he's in the gym all the time? Maybe that's, yeah, that's a good thing. Jordan's a friend of the point. Program. is, super athletic dude. Who knows what's going to happen to him physically B- when Bingham, he gets to BYU. Yeah, yeah, but, played both sides of the ball. Yes. You know, Jordan, Jordan, I wouldn't say Jordan was thin, but he was skinnier, and then he bulked up at BYU. Okay, there you go. The two latest signees to BYU football in the first ever early signing Period. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The inaugural early signing period for college football. BYU football welcoming 13 new recruits and 13 returned missionaries back to the football fold. Coach Kalani Satake now in Studio B 
to discuss the big picture from early signing day, how this period changes the face of recruiting, and the current state of BYU football. Are you ready, Coach? What's up, Kalani? Good afternoon, gentlemen. <laughs> I thought I'd be a little bit more formal. Since you guys didn't give me any makeup today, so this is me without makeup. You You're don't need makeup. <laughs> well, I wanted some thinning makeup, but, you know. You're taking a stance. Still in development. We're going to have a Kickstarter. Yeah, I have about eight pounds left to gain before I go through my uh, New Year's resolution. So. Well, first of all, happy holidays. Man. Merry Christmas. Uh, happy New Year. You, you get an early Christmas present of sorts and a new offense coordinator, Jeff Grimes, who you were very excited about. Uh, what did it take to convince Coach Grimey to uh, leave LSU and come to BYU? Um, I think, well, Coach Grimes was here already before, you know, so he, he knows everything about BYU and um, had a child born in Provo. So uh, there's a connection there and, and the years that he spent here. Uh, I think being able to mentor a lot of young men uh, and that the experience that he had, it wasn't really that hard for me to sell, you know. So I think he's ready for the, this opportunity and, and the challenge and, and – um, you guys, you guys heard him in the press conference, and he's a perfect man for the job and, and really looking forward to his leadership and mentoring. So uh, he's, a, he's, he's got a great reputation in college football as a coach, and, and, and um, just the love for his players is something that I, I really appreciate and looking forward to him taking care of the big uglies and, and um, you know, building everything from the old line out. And so I, I look forward to our offense this year and with him at, 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 the, at the helm. Can I admit something to you? Yes. Is that all right? Uh, we made a list Confession of... Confession time. <laughs> yes. Tread bi- carefully. Yes, Bishop. Uh, what we thought... We made a list of the top five realistic candidates, and we did not have Jeff Grimes on it because we, didn't, we weren't sure it was realistic to be able to get him, given his experience. Given, so how did you get a guy with this kind of experience to be the OC? Well, I had to give a lot of credit uh, to Tom Homo and our administration and um, seeing the value it would take to get... Uh, to, to get a guy from the highest level in college football to, to, to come here to BYU. And um, so there, there, it took a lot of work for, for them to, 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 to buy into it. But after meeting Coach Grimes and, and the whole process, I think it all worked out really well. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a good mix. And so I thought uh, mostly credit goes to our administration and then to our, our athletic director for making this happen. Thanks. I feel so much better. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we brought that up with Coach Grimes, he said, shame on you, shame on you. for not putting him <laughs> no, in the accountability. I can already tell he's that guy. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> what were your conversations like uh, with Coach Grimes during this whole process? And you said that it was the longest you had talked to somebody on the phone since ninth grade. Yeah. What, what was that conversation like? Um, well, it was just a lot of good talk about football, you know, and, and it was really easy. Um, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't like I had to go through a checklist of things uh, to talk about. It, it, the, the conversation really flowed, and and uh, I didn't plan on him telling everybody that I said that I haven't been on the phone this long <laughs> since ninth grade. And so there's somewhere out there that and, – and keep in mind that in ninth grade I didn't do much of the talking. I just listened, right? I was a good listener. But in this case, we, we were able to communicate back and forth about BYU specifically and the program and the young men that, that, that he got to coach and, and – they're, those young men still here, you know, and uh, I think that he's really looking forward to getting to know our, our team and, and um, really appreciates the fan base. We, we covered a lot of things in that time, and it was a, it was a really cool, cool conversation, and we had a, a series of them, so it was nice to, to, to get that done, and it just seemed really, um, really genuine and, and easy. This is the first early signing period for uh, college football. Coaches have been clamoring for it. They got it. 
Do you like it? How do you feel about it? Yeah, there are mixed reactions. I do. I, I like it. I, I think that um, it allows us to, to get these young men in the program and, and um, start working on the next phase, some of them going on missions, others um, getting admitted into school. Uh, so uh, I, I think more than anything, just it's easy for them to just relax now and enjoy the holidays, you know, and um, I think that's uh, – otherwise the uh, the – pursuit of recruiters just never stops and um, you'd like to think that maybe they would respect a, a little bit more of the family time but it doesn't you know the, uh, so with these young men they can just relax and and get fat like their coach is going to be and <laughs> and enjoy the holidays and have fun you know and like that's what it's supposed to be the focus is supposed to be on family and and enjoying time together we'll get into the specifics of the 13 new signees uh with uh, two of your assistant coaches Ed Lamb and Elisa Tuiaki coming up. We're going to discuss all 13 return missionaries with you uh in segment number 2, but I mean this class will officially be completed in February. So there's not finality until that first Wednesday in February, but with 13 guys in today, how does that change the next 6 weeks or so for you? Well, a couple things. I think you get to know the 13 that signed um I think between now and February, because we'll still announce them in February, and and you get to know them a little bit um, more. I mean, I, I think uh, right now um, our, our our fans don't know a lot about them except for what's in the press and the, and the, with their highlights. But uh, what we're going to be able to do in the next uh, month and a half or so is uh, just kind of tell them about how they're great fits for BYU and um, get to know them better. And then uh, on the other side, we can – really focus on recruiting those other young men that, that are going to fill out the rest of this recruiting class. And um, I think it just makes things a lot easier, especially with travel and everything, you know, just being able to get more recruiters and um, uh, in the mix, you know, I, I have to give a shout out to all the, all the fans and um, BYU um, people that have helped us recruit. Cause a lot of them came, a lot of our signees came through referrals. And so hmm. you remember when I got the job, I asked, everyone to speak up and let us know where, where their best athletes are that uh, would want to be at BYU. And, and um, I appreciate all the referrals, and it makes our job a lot easier. So keep them coming. I thought you were a little crazy when you said that, to be honest. But the fact that you are signing guys that A little bit of crazy from that, is good, right? A little bit yeah. of crazy good, but too much crazy is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you had some unique challenges with, with this uh, recruiting period. One, uh, you know, you didn't have the season you wanted, so that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And then two, you have a different offensive coordinator, the offensive staff's in flux. How is this maybe uh, different for you? Well, I think the goal in recruiting is not to make it about the coaches, myself included, um, is to focus on what BYU is all about. And it's the people that are here in the school. It's the experience that you get to have here on campus and the opportunity to play football in a wonderful place that has a lot of tradition, you know. So um, I think uh, – the coach has done a great job at, at communicating that. I think our our uh, support staff and, and our players on our team have done that. Our alumni has done a great job at doing that, and our fans have done that. So um, BYU is great for these young men, regardless of who's coaching here and, and uh, regardless of who the head coach is. And so I, I feel really thankful for that, but I also want to make sure that we focus on the young men and uh, decide what's best for them, you know, if, it's, if BYU is a great fit for them or not. And uh, I think that as you... Start, if, you, if you're so focused on selling rather than what's the best fit, the worst thing that could happen, I said this in the press conference earlier, is that a young man goes to a school that he wishes he would have been somewhere else. And uh, we've seen that happen in other places with some of the transfers that have showed up here in the last year or so. And then we were seeing that um, in recruiting when, when, you, when people just make decisions that really aren't based off of what I think um, what their passion is and where the best fit will be for them. So if we can be involved in finding the best fit for these young men, 
Um, maybe we won't get them, but we can get the little brother, you know, and, and we can make this a good experience rather than have it be about uh, all the negative things about selling and, and trying to buy into different places and really confuse these young men that are just teenagers. So um, that's a, that's a that's a focus on recruiting is making sure that these young men end up end up at the right place. It'll do better for our program and it'll do better for them individually. BYU head football coach Kalani Satake with us on BYU Sports Nation. This is hour number two of our early signing day special. Kalani, with uh, the offensive staff in flux, I was gathering from conversations with different coaches that Jeff Grimes has already had an impact. And uh, that's an interesting dynamic to be in because he wants to do well for LSU and finish out strong there in their bowl game against Notre Dame. But he also wants to get going with BYU. What kind of an impact was he able to have on uh, the early recruiting period? Well, I mean, it was easy. Once he was approved and he was ours, um, you know, he got to work. And, and, and if you know anything about him, he's a, he's, a, he's a great recruiter and he's a great person. He, he connects with, with, uh, with people so well, you know what I mean? And so, um, uh, I mean, I'm a guy that hates being on the phone. He kept me on the phone for hours, so... He did that, and I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he, he, he connected with these young men in recruiting and their families, and uh, I, I think he had a huge impact in recruiting. But um, you know, he also understands BYU. It's not like he's brand new to it, and so he, he has the experience and the background being here before. How would you characterize this group of 13 guys you signed uh, out of high school, two of which, by the way, are return missionaries and will enroll in January, which is interesting, but I noticed five offensive linemen in there. Yeah, and, and I think w- with the uh, some of the guys that are coming in, there's some swing guys too that can play D line or O line, and so um, we'll kind of figure that out. But I think if you look at, it's a big group, literally like a a, a, a big, strong group. I mean, there's a lot of uh, Corbin Kafusi won't be the only one that's that's towering over everybody now. That we have a lot of big size and uh, long levered guys. You know, I think it, it makes the the field a lot smaller, and we can cover a lot a lot more ground whether it's in the, in the skill position or a uh, O-line or D-line D spot. Not a lot of skill positions in this class and the return missionaries. Do you feel like you have enough of those in the program right now? And then looking also at, at what we have returning. You know, I, I think um, we'll, have, um, we'll take advantage of the next um, signing day. And uh, keep in mind, we still have a couple more days where, where guys can still sign. And so um, we'll still have a couple that maybe some surprises we'll see. And uh, we also have a few that... that, that uh, that we're working on for the next signing class, uh, signing day, which in February. So, um, yeah, I, I don't don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna show itself, but I think it, things will get a lot easier once we get there. And I, I'm really glad. I thought it, I thought the early signing day went really well for us. You mentioned that you want things to change. Obviously, coming off of a you know in very difficult season and one that gave you challenges that uh, you hadn't faced. What types of things are you looking to change, and and as you move forward, how do you want it to be different? Well, that's like a, a that's a hard question to answer in one in uh, one response. But um, I think the main thing is the leadership that that Coach Grimes will have, and I think we'll just buy into his vision uh, offensively. Um, we feel like we have something established well on the defensive side and special teams, and uh, once we get everything in place and. We'll have a you know another opportunity to talk about what we have and what the, the staff that we have here, and uh, so we'll work through that when when the time comes. But I think the, having Coach Grimes in place is the most important part right now. Okay, can we get this man a piece of holiday pie? Because we want <laughs> we'd like you to stick around for another segment if you don't mind. Talk about the missionaries. Let's okay. do it. <laughs> don't promise him pie if we don't have it though. I That's don't. Me. Hey, I said can we? I okay. didn't say we will. <laughs> I know we don't have any. 
All right. Uh, I do have some makeup, Coach. If you want to, if you want to put on some makeup. <laughs> I think I, I think I've been exposed already, so we'll just keep it how it is. All natural. You're hitting a new dynamic with like this, like okay? me as a cornerback in flag football. <laughs> Coming up, Ed Lamb and Elias Tuiaki break down each of the new signees today, and the 13 return missionaries ready to play. Just a matter of if they start in January or this fall. Coach Satake reintroduces us next. This is BYU Sports Nation's early signing day special. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation nationally simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143, our early signing day special. This is a live 4 p.m. show. Our conversation rolling right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUS and tell us what you think about the new recruits and about the returned missionaries who have already signed that are now going to be with BYU football either in January or in August. We'll get into the details of that with Coach Sataki in just a bit. Men's Hoops plays Idaho State tomorrow. Trevor Maddich is not sleeping on them. Uh, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. Pre-game on uh, BYU Radio at 8 Eastern. Still waiting on that piece of pie for Coach Sataki. I should say this. I mentioned that key lime pie was my favorite before Thanksgiving. I had somebody come to the building and give me a homemade key lime pie who was from Key West, Florida. Not a joke. Did it have anthrax in it? No. Okay. It was amazing. Did you check for it? It was amazing. Is like, that why you the, have a cold? It's the best key lime pie I've is ever eaten. Is that why eaten. your left eye is red? I have no idea. I, I just, I'm looking out for you. <laughs> I want you to be safe. <laughs> Eat it and ask questions. <laughs> it tasted great. Yes. It tasted great. Sure. So don't, don't put it past BYU fans. <laughs> okay, Coach, now to uh, the returned missionaries. Um, these five will be starting... Uh, during winter semester. So they will join the team in January, starting with Jeremiah Iremia, linebacker, six foot, 230 pounds, out of Hurricane, Utah. What can you tell us about Jeremiah? Jeremiah is a big body, and he's actually can play either linebacker or running back. He can be a big back. He's got that athleticism and um, tough kid out of Hurricane. You have to say it that way. It's not Hurricane. Yep. So um, out of right. Hurricane and. Uh, just really looking forward to him. I think he's 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 a versatile guy and can play a lot of different positions. For us, we're trying him at linebacker first. Devin Kafusi, who is the youngest Kafusi, I think that pipeline runs out with him. Uh, defensive lineman, six six, two sixty five, Provo, Utah, Tim Few. Yeah, I mean he's just like the Kafusis that you saw that you know of Corbin and Bronson. I think he's more like Bronson's size, not as tall as um, as Corbin, but um, very athletic and he's put on some weight and actually. I think he got a little taller than, than what we have listed, but um, really athletic in play, and, and he's got long range. And uh, he's he's I'm looking forward to see him play because I think he's going to be uh, just as good. He's probably further along than Corbin was at um, when we first got him. So I, I think it's going to be easy to work with him right away and has great genes, you know. So um, I wish they would have had 20 sons. <laughs> it feels like 20 at some times. Yeah, you know? well, and he's been good. home for a couple months, right? He's been around. Yeah, so he's been able to work out and, and kind of get transitioned and gain some weight and, and uh, you know get rid of some tan lines and stuff like that. Does he have the Kafusi brother laugh, though? <laughs> I don't know what to check. I, I mean, yeah, I think, I, I think I he's jealous because he's not on a commercial. So uh, 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 BYU uh, uh, TV yeah. should get oh, a commercial. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Love the Kavusis <laughs> so much. All right. Out of Kahuku, Hawaii, 6'3", 230-pound linebacker, Herkley Latu and Kahuku High School. Herk's a great player, has a lot of versatility as well. He can play DN. He can get big enough, and he's athletic enough to play tight end. Um, he can really run and uh, was a highly recruited guy at a high school out of Kahuku. 
a great leader and uh, just really looking forward to seeing this athleticism, this spring ball. And uh, just I'm chomping at the bit because I think this guy can really make a difference on the field for us mm-hmm. defensively. David Louie, defensive lineman, 6'4", 255 from Pittsburgh, California. <laughs> Stop it, Jerem. <laughs> David, David's a guy that uh, I think he could play inside or out, you know, and uh, we'll see how much uh, weight he can gain in, in the weight room and everything. And uh, I think he, he probably will start out with us at the end uh, to begin with. But you know how the trend goes. Our guys gain weight just like their coach does. So uh, probably we'll see if he can play inside. He He's a guy that can swing either way, on inside or outside, as far as the D-line goes. But uh, we got great hands, and he's he's a he's a – He's got a lot of aggression, so uh, I think he's been away from football a long time. He's going to be excited to get back. Kickers are an interesting breed, and I'll let you, <laughs> you know, figure that out in your own head how you want to. Most but... interesting of which is Lee Johnson. Yes, absolutely. Skyler Southam is a guy that people are really excited about out of Wasatch High School in Heber City. Six foot, one hundred eighty-five pounds, comes with a huge leg, like heralded, heralded guy out of mm-hmm. high school. BYU's had one of those before. What do you like about Skyler Southam? Well, he can punt and he can place kick. And um, coming off a mission, I think he's going to be able to do some really good things for us. I, I, um, you know, we obviously lose Johnny, so I don't know if he can keep up with Johnny's Twitter game and things like that. But uh, I, I think that he, he's athletic enough that we can possibly run some fakes. We'll see. Okay. But, uh, he's got a strong. You're mean. You're mean. <laughs> he's got a strong leg and um, just he was a highly recruited guy. So yeah. he, he had tons of uh, offers out of high school and. I think he might have been one of the top kickers in the country. One of the top three, I believe, according yeah. to most uh, recruiting I mean, websites. He'll, so he'll battle for the starting spot? Yeah, I mean, not, not a lot of guys can do what he does as far as punt and, and uh, place kick. And, and so uh, we'll, we'll see how it all works out. Everybody's got a, a chance to start. I mean, this, nothing's set in stone when it comes to starting positions for us. It, it just is uh, more rare for a freshman at mm-hmm. maybe another position come in and contribute right away as a starter, right? Well, hopefully he's been kicking a lot of cans or something on his mission. I'd hate to be his companion. <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to kick this everything. 60 yards. Yeah. Like, it's over here. Ah, <laughs> what do you want to do on preparation day, Elder? Uh, I think we go kick the football around a little bit. Oh, man. <laughs> All of those guys will join BYU winter 2018. Now for the next eight, uh, they plan on getting their start in the fall of 2018. Could enroll during the summer. Could en- yes, exactly. Uh, and we'll start with uh, offensive lineman Clark Barrington, and we'll talk about Campbell Barrington, his brother who just signed today. So the brother's Barrington at BYU. Yeah, and, and Clark's uh, returning from his mission in June, and so I think they're going to – um, space it out so that Campbell and Clark can see each other for a couple of weeks, and then Campbell's off on his mission, and uh, Clark will be here uh, ready to play. And he, big guy, just a lot like uh, Campbell. Um, you know, his his uh, both his parents are athletes. His mom was a great basketball player at Arizona. So, um, you know, if you look at at, at uh, his his body type, it's similar to Campbell. And uh, if you people should probably just go back and re- refresh their memories on on their their highlights when we released them a couple of years ago. And I think he's a is a big find for us, and the fact that he had a little brother was a, a benefit. JT Gentry, another offensive lineman, 6'5", 285, Littleton, Colorado, Columbine High School. Yeah, and great player, too. I mean, I think JT can play. He, he can play all five positions. He can play center and, and guard and tackle. And uh, I, When you look at 6'5", you think small compared to everything that we've had. So <laughs> Seriously, 6'5", is like small now. No, it's <laughs> and, not. And, he's, and, and, and he's, he's a little guy. Yeah, but he can, he can play, and he's, he's played <laughs> – uh, football in, in 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 the top class in in Colorado and and has had a lot of things going for him in in, in uh, high school and really excited to get him and his versatility within the O line. A lot of people are excited about Jaron Hall, 
and Jeremy and I pointed out this morning that uh, Stacy Connor and Jaron Hall, we believe, are the first African-American quarterbacks at BYU, and both of these guys want to play quarterback. So specifically on Jaron Hall, 6'1", 195, he's bigger than his brother KJ, um, so he's his bigger little brother, but what do you have envisioned for Jaron Hall coming back from his mission? Oh, yeah, quarterback. And he's going to be, um, you know, we talked about Skyler kicking the ball on his P-Day. I know I know, Jaron's throwing it. So, um, And he's uh, he was a big-time get for us a, a couple years ago. And obviously, you know, the the, the family with, with KJ and his, and his dad, Kalen. And so um, I think he's going to be a guy that can step in right away. He gets in a little bit earlier. Um, you know, earlier in the spring, so I think he'll have a little bit more time to get ready for fall camp, and so really looking forward to him returning. And and uh, you know, I think I think his skill set is unbelievable, and he's he's a guy that can he can play baseball if he wants to, but uh, let's not put that in his head right now. <laughs> uh, but you just did. Too. He's a great place, okay. yeah. But I mean, he's a uh, great baseball players play better football. Look at Matt Bushman. So there you go. Let's just keep it on that one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, but I, I love Jaron. I think he's going to be a huge, huge. Uh, uh, addition for us and, and be able to get some competition going at quarterback spot. Okay, KJ Hall will be a junior, so potentially in the next two years you could have brother hand off to brother. Like that would be pretty cool, right? That would be cool. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Drew Jensen, uh, defensive back, six two one ninety five, Sandy Utah, Brighton High School. Yeah, and Drew kind of he already knew what he, what he wanted to do. I, I think we it was a battle with Utah to get him, and uh, but I, I think BYU's been a place that he's always loved. And, uh, you know, he had some injuries in high school, but um, early on he had a lot of early offers, um, had some great film sophomore year. Uh, he could play safety, he could play running back. He's got tons of athleticism, and so I'm excited about him coming back. And you can see he's, he's not a small guy. He's big, and he can handle himself uh, either on offense or defensive side. All right, a couple of defensive linemen up next, Atunaisa Mahe and Darius McFarland. We'll start with uh, Mahe. What do you like about what he brings to the defensive line? Nice has got a lot. I mean, he's six one all around, so he can he can handle himself in, in the line of scrimmage. He's a big block and um, great hands, and he's athletic for for his size. I mean, that's not as big as we, we have with our other D linemen, but he brings a lot of aggression and a lot of uh, violence to the line of scrimmage. So he'll be really good for a good fit for Coach Tuyaki. My favorite uh, name in the entire day is Darius McFarland, defensive lineman, six three two fifty from Brigham City, Utah. Yeah, sounds like he should be a um, a, a cross country runner or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Darius Rucker Booger McFarland. Exactly. Yeah. No, but uh, Darius is a guy that's played running back in high school. He did a lot of different things. Uh, uh, played tight end. He could play D line, and and he's just a big body. Um, you know, he's he's serving a mission right now. But when he gets back, I think we'll be able to work with him and see where he fills out and where where he's going to be. I think D ends probably where, where we'll start him first. And you know, uh, we have a lot of great players that came out of Box Elder. So we'll keep keep working with him. You mentioned that Drew Jensen was uh, highly sought after by the University of Utah. Also was Max Tooley, a defensive back from Bountiful High School, 6'2", 195. He kind of fits that safety mold if that's the route you want to go with Max. Yeah, Max plays. He plays a safety position like a linebacker. And so a lot like Kai Nakua, really violent and um, hopefully not as many targeting hits, you know. But uh, I think he's really smart and um, – yeah, it was a battle for us to get him. Looking forward to him returning home and, and uh, repping the Y. So he's going to be really good for us on the, uh, as a defensive back. And last but not least, Hank Tuipilotu, son of Peter, tight end 6'3", 225 from Fort Mill, South Carolina. Yeah, and I think, I mean, he, he's uh, Peter's son, but he's Mo's son also. Moe's a great basketball player here at BYU, and so a lot of athleticism in the genes, and uh, 
he's he's got a he's got a lot of I mean he's got a little brother that we signed too so I'm excited for him to come back and he'll be he'll be really good for us at tight end position something that we're trying to get more numbers there and trying to get more guys to stay healthy so we can utilize our tight end position so you could have Jaron Hall hand off to uh, KJ, KJ Hall. Hall and then you could have Campbell and Clark Barrington blocking on the O line then you could have Hank and Ben Tuipelotu as the tight end so you D- just double have a, tight end you just set. have a bunch of brothers <laughs> just families everywhere just family yeah. the BYU football family yeah. Well, welcome to the family, uh, to all 13 new recruits, which we will break down uh, with uh, the coordinator, Ed Lamb, or excuse me, Eliza Tuiaki, and assistant head coach, Ed Lamb, coming up. Coach Sitake, thanks for the time, man. We appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Go Cougs. You survived. You look great without makeup, man. Thank you. You're, you and my wife ha- are the only ones that think <laughs> But if you had some makeup, no, I'm just kidding. Stop <laughs> it, Jerome. Coming up, Eliza Tuiaki. And Ed Lamb, <laughs> all 13 new guys broken down by the experts. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio nationally simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. It is signing day for the early period for the first time in college football history. It's an exciting day. And uh, you can catch uh, Behind the Mic on BYU Radio coming up at 8 Eastern Time with Gregor Bell. He'll chat with Steve Cleveland, Tyler Haas, and Tim Lacombe. So it is a bat. We're going to cover the football yep. angle. Okay, the football. Greg has got the complete basketball angle coming up. Uh, tonight at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. All right. Joining us now, second in-studio guest of this second hour special, Ed Lamb, assistant head coach, BYU football. Ed, nice to have you back in Studio B. What's up, Ed? Great to be here. Thanks, guys. We know that you wanted to kick off your holiday season like this, right? Uh, there's nothing better than being right here with you two guys <laughs> That's a lot on early signing day. On if early you know signing it's true. Day. Do you, you know, like the early signing day? We're talking about it. It's a little different, right? I like the early, but but I mean I like you guys. I I have I collected one of these on the way in. He's got the, the autographed picture. Right? Yeah, That's I don't know how big the stack was earlier in the day. Was, I think it was shorter. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it was added to. It was added brought them back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you've got that. Yeah. Uh, that's a stocking stuffer for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you open this up. Oh man. Yeah, I'd put, rather have an orange than put this. That in, put that in your wife's stocking. It'll oh, be a yeah. great Christmas. Oh, yeah. Give me some love cold, me for that. please. <laughs> We're excited about uh, the 13 new guys joining BYU football, and uh, we've broken it up offense and defense. Elias Tuiaki's going to talk about his defensive guys, but we'll uh, go to the offensive side of the ball with you and uh, talk about, first of all, Campbell Barrington. His brother Clark is one of 13 return missionaries that will uh, join BYU football. He's going on a mission soon, but from what we can tell, you're really excited about this guy. Oh yeah, Campbell's. He's. I, I don't know if you've seen clips yet or how the preparation for those highlight clips go, but this guy is a mauler. He finishes blocks. He just gets after people, and uh, and and he's been doing it for years now. So, but he's also been very involved in BYU, and and I don't. We don't pay much attention to what other offers guys have, but this is a guy that I feel like could go and be a immediate impact player for us or anyone else. Yeah, he was on the radar early, right? He was, yeah. And, of course, was signing his brother. And, you know, we, so we knew about him early, got a chance to visit with him early. It's a great thing when siblings come on that official visit and we can also start to recruit them. Let's talk about a tweet that was sent in by at Art Director BYU because you guys have signed a bunch of offense. Five O linemen, you have some in the, uh, you know, missionaries. If you get really excited for offensive linemen signing up to play football, man, is BYU signing day been great for you, right? <laughs> it's an offensive line kind of day. It, it should. And, and it's not too far off the numbers that should happen. You figure you've got to, somewhere between 22 and 25 guys to sign every year. That's about one per position, and there are five offensive line positions. So hmm. I think most, most of the time you want to target in that, in that realm. 
Next guy, Stacy Connor, a quarterback, and we've we've chronicled this uh, earlier today. We brought it up with Kalani Sataki, but to our knowledge, there have not there's not been an African American quarterback at BYU. Now you have Jaron Hall, and here's Stacy Connor. This is this is great for the program. Oh, he's African American. Yes, I'm colorblind, so I, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> it is a progressive move for BYU. I love it. <laughs> Stacy Connor out of Wiley, Texas. His his story is he's great. He's an amazing he's quarterback. Late bro- yeah. bloomer too. Oh, he's 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 fantastic. Yeah. He, so um, we we did we found out about him a little late. Our worst fear is to have an LDS player out there that would like to be at BYU that we don't know about that's really talented and that's Stacy and and one of the things that I like best about him is uh, we've talked about this before but development potential to me is a category that I rate so much higher than than skill or grit or toughness or or what school they play for or how many victories they've had and I love this guy's upside I love his development potential he grew eight inches in the last two years I mean, when the film came out on him first, he was 5'9". Now he's 6'5". Yes, full 6'5", 10.5 hand size. Don't know what color he is, but this is a legitimate, legitimate quarterback prospect with a ton of upside. Wow. The color is now BYU blue. <laughs> that is correct. Brayden, Royal or navy. That's right. Yes, both. <laughs> yes. Uh, Braden Cosper, wide receiver, uh, announced about uh, half an hour ago, uh, one of the later in the day, but this, guy, this guy's a baller. Yes, yeah, Braden. Braden, um, he came to our camp and uh, absolutely dominated. We love about him his competitiveness. He's he's a guy that could play a, a number of different positions. Probably, I mean, O line, D line. He'd have to gain a lot of weight and all that. But I think he could develop into any other position. We don't plan to play him at any other position. But his competitiveness, the way he fights for the ball when the ball's in the air, uh, he was very impressive at camp. And and I've loved getting to know him. Comes to. Almost every home game, and he's right there with a smile, and and uh, can't wait to be a Cougar. Now he said his dream school was BYU, right? And now he's here. And now he's here, and that and and you know we we enjoy the process of recruiting and convincing guys that this is their dream school and where their dreams can come true. But it's also it's it's a pleasure to coach those guys that grow up Cougar fans. Yeah, I really liked uh, the fact that Jaron brought up that he. He was a, an impact player on a largely running high school football team. 18 right, yeah. touchdowns this year is pretty good. Yeah, almost 1,000 yeah. yards this year. There you go. Harris Lachance, offensive lineman, another one of those uh, five offensive linemen. And a poster child for what a mission can do. Um, I, I was, uh, took part in recruiting him to Southern Utah, and he ended up uh, signing initially at Utah State, but out on his mission decided that BYU would be the right place for him. But, I mean, his, his, when he called – uh, he sounded like a different guy, a more mature guy, and um, and and I could tell right away that this this was the place for him, and, and he knew he knew that correctly. He was correct, and really, I'm looking forward to uh, working with him. He's we asked him to gain about 60 pounds from the Whoa. time he returned from his mission. He's already done about 45 of them. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, really impressive specimen. So he's listed at six eight two seventy five. 275 is I, the 40-pound increase? Yeah, he's we heard he might be 290 now. He, yeah, yeah, he's 289 Woo! right now. Right now, he's ready go. to go. <laughs> like okay. he just texted you, he's 289 after dinner? We talk about these things daily. Yeah, body, body weight is a big deal to me. I'm not interested in caring about these guys on a personal level <laughs> until I know their body weight. <laughs> hey, Coach, great to talk to you. How much do you weigh? Uh, 289? Okay, we can yeah. continue the conversation. We all have our priorities. <laughs> Let's stay on the offensive line with Tyson Lewis, a guy that for a while was, was under the radar, played at Weber High School, and he came to your camp and really put on a show. Yes, absolutely, and another guy that's that's growing as we speak. Um, 
he uh, we I, we had him at our camp at six three. I looked him eye to eye um, just uh, f- four days ago, and he's a he's a full six four or taller. He look he was taller than I am, and uh, he's really he's gaining weight. And it, it's been nice, you know. There's there's some some flux on our staff as as everybody knows, and and Mike Empey's been critical in recruiting this this offensive line class, and uh, and and that's a concern for all these guys has been a concern, but. Uh, he was the quickest to answer when I started to talk about the coaching. He he said, you know, almost a, a challenge to me, like, Coach, I'm really not coming to BYU for the coaches. And he's kind of pointing at me. I'm coming to BYU for what BYU offers. And uh, he, he said, I hope you're there. I, I had a chance to coach his brother at Southern Utah, and so I know the family and, and know Tyson. He's a great player, and he's going to be going to be really good. We were told you went to a Lone Peak basketball game uh, recently. Connor Pay ran across the court, yelled at you, Jeff Grimes! Offense and offensive lineman's dream, <laughs> yeah. and then sprinted back. True story. Yeah. It, it's pretty close to that. Yeah, he was he was excited. He was visibly excited about it, and uh, and and I was excited for that because we go in not really sure what we're going to talk about, and we have our, our talking points. And hey, have you heard about Jeff Grimes? Was probably was how I was planning on opening it. Up next is uh, Jacob Smith. As we continue this uh, offensive line wheel of fun with uh, Ed Lamb on BYU Sports Nation. What do you like most about Jacob Smith, other than the fact that he's six six three oh five out of yeah. high school? Yeah, yeah, that, and, and yeah, you said other than that fact. I, that's where I was going to go. I love his development potential. He's, he's a monster. He's huge. Uh, but another guy that very early on committed to us, wanted to be a Cougar, excited about being a Cougar. Ripped from the heart of Big Ten country. That's right, yeah, and, and had a lot of options in that area and, uh, and could have opened up his recruiting way earlier and that had a lot more options so um, but but he is a guy you know some of these guys I mentioned they can come in right now and and help us and he may do that but he's also a guy that I know three or four years from now the difference between what he represents today and what he will be three or four years from now there's still so much upside with that big frame uh, it was mentioned that he was recruited by LSU so I wondered if Jeff Grimes had contacted him or if that was someone else from LSU but he was in the mix for a lot of people uh, last but not least Ben Tui Pelotu Peter and uh, Moe's son, uh, tight end, his older brother, brother Hank, Hank yeah. we talked about. Yep. The last uh, offensive guy here. Another one of our legacy guys, and, and, as you, and you mentioned the legacy right there. So mom and dad and, and older brother. And so Ben plays wide receiver and safety at his high school. We see him growing a lot bigger, and we anticipate that he'll probably play one of our, our mid positions, a, a tight end, linebacker, probably linebacker right now is what we're thinking the most. But a lot of versatility for him. He could he could go a lot of different positions. Another one of those guys that really we, we want to get our hands on and we want to work with him and set those target body weights and see how good we can help him get. I love the smile that comes across your face when you say body weights. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone smiled larger in that sentence ever than Ed Lamb? Oh, yeah. So funny. Ed, great to talk to you, man. That's a lot of information to uh, put out there in a, not a lot, lot of time. So nice. You guys make it easy. You're pros. Hey. Thanks. Well, you're welcome for the stocking stuffer, and we appreciate you coming in, Ed. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you about, uh, I don't know, 100 more of those if you want. <laughs> okay, thanks, Ed. He's, he's in, out. He's, he's, out. Out. he's, he's out. gone. He doesn't have time for this. He's gone, he gotta, man. He's got to get people signed in February. Let's go. Thanks, Ed. Coming up, BYU signs a kit from Nigeria. Uh, yeah. Eli Satuiaki is going to discuss that. Why one coach on the staff wants to call him the next Nigerian nightmare. Okay, Christian Okoye, what? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. 
the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Generally, our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights at this hour, but we are live today because it is early signing day for the first time in college football history. We've got work to do. Men's Hoops plays Idaho State tomorrow night, by the way, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV, pregame at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. Don't sleep on Idaho State. In sync with Trevor Maddich. But not really. Joining us now, BYU third-year defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki as we continue to break down every one of the early signing day recruits for BYU football coach. Welcome back to Studio B. Gentlemen, thanks for having me. You're the closing act. Do you feel pressure? I am. <laughs> <laughs> I feel pressure now. <laughs> hey, just don't mess it up, okay? okay. We'll, we'll try and set you up. Uh, we'll start with Talon Alfrey, defensive back. I think that was official uh, as of about an hour ago, just before we went live at 4 o'clock. Uh, what does Talon Alfrey bring to your defense? A tall, long kid that can run. And so, you know, when we talk to high school coaches out there, um, the, the description is if you can describe your, your player as long and fast, then offer him for us. And so he, he actually was, was a guy that was flying under the radar. We didn't really know about him. He has a sister that's going to school here. And so he showed up for the summer and stayed with her and, and came to our camp and really stuck out as you know, guy, guy that was majority playing offense and he played and, like uh, seven positions. Yeah, so we moved him. We moved him onto the defensive side, and after we it was just like, okay, well, I like this kid a lot. Let's offer him. And so we ended up offering him, and he was uh, ecstatic. Went back home, talked to his family, and and uh, jumped on board immediately. And and uh, it's going to be going to be a fun fun kid to watch. Luscious locks as well, you know. Uh, Brock Davis, defensive back, six one one seventy, Salt Lake City, Utah, Olympus High School. Yeah, Brock is another one of those kids that's that's long and uh, and can run, and so he he projects very well for for what we try to do on defense. Um, you know, he banged up and struggled through injuries through through his senior year, um, also the year before that. But he came to our camp, did a really good job. Um, impressed with with uh, the way that he carries himself, and just you know, he's a he's a long kid that can run. That's a that's a track kid, and so he fits perfectly to what we're looking for with corners, and we'll develop them. And and as long as we can get those two things, being a tall kid that can run, then we can do the rest. And ten nine in the one hundred meter dash. So coming yeah. back off of a knee injury, Whew, and so, really, yeah, and so he's uh he he's a kid that can fly. He's uh he he's got big big upside. Yeah, played the last four games of his senior season due to that injury. Um, how much does that impact what goes into the whole recruiting process when a kid's going through something like that? You know, the, if it's a kid that hasn't committed, uh, you know, anywhere, then you know, a lot of people fall off. But for him, with with he jumped on board during the summer and and committed to us, and so you know, our commitment was you you commit to us, we'll commit to you. And so when he got hurt, there was uh, no problem on our end. We knew that he'd end up getting getting back and being healthy, and and we wanted to stick to that commitment. All right, now to a linebacker, Isaac Matua. When I say those words, what comes to mind? <laughs> Tall kid that can run. <laughs> <laughs> Theme of the defense, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> There's another tall athlete, you know, majority quarterback uh, for his high school. Uh, did, did a really good job playing at Kearns and, uh, you know, very productive. Played, played a little safety as well. But uh, for us, and went back, went, went down and sat down with his parents to talk to, to him about recruiting him at linebacker and, and, uh, you know, obviously he can play a bunch of different positions, but they were ecstatic about him playing linebacker, felt like that was his natural position. And, uh, you know, he's, he's going to 
be a good player for us. He's a quarterback. He's a quarterback in high school as there well. There are a couple of those guys. Don't forget, like a guy like kind of cool was a quarterback. So the versatility. There Kurt Gavea was a quarterback in high school that became a great linebacker at BYU. Yeah, there, there's a lot of good rec- recruiters uh, just through the years that I've met, um, whose theme is recruit quarterbacks for for every position, and and it's normally because quarterbacks are normally the best players on the team, normally the most responsible or the leaders. Um, you know, it's not always true, obviously, but I think for the most part, you can get safeties, linebackers, running backs, quarterbacks, receivers from that position in in the high school level. Were you involved with Kalani of getting uh, Paul Kruger up to Utah as a quarterback in Mountain View? In Oregon? I, I was just the I was I was at Kearns. I was a fan. I was just you were at Kearns, so uh, yeah, <laughs> Isaac Matua, yeah. yeah, from Kearns. There you yeah. go. There's, there's a yeah, connection. he he was. Fun. I remember when they were recruiting him. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're gonna be a quarterback. And then day one, hey, we're gonna move you into the D line room. <laughs> that's, that's the Utah way, though. You're gonna be a quarterback half the time. You're not. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the next guy, Oliver Nasilite. This guy's nick. He has a nickname, and it's the Punisher. <laughs> and it, and it's and it's true. He came to our camp. Uh, was a kid that was recruited um, by a lot of different schools, and obviously is in is in uh, um, SEC country and um, LDS kid with uh, with ties to the state of Utah as well as you know just because he's LDS um, came out here to camp and we loved him, but you know explained to him our situation with our scholarships and backers and just you know if you're looking to get recruited and and uh, trying to go through this whole process, we're not. And he was really cool about that and said, you know what? Well, I'm not either. I'm ready to be a Cougar and committed to us on the spot. And that's what we're looking for, especially, uh, you know, at the backer spot. So excited about him. He's a, he's a physical kid. He, he can actually play. He was playing running back the whole time yeah. during camp. And we were watching him. We was like, this kid is something. He's, a, he's an outside end. He's a running back. He's a backer. He can do a bunch of different things. I believe the words of Tavita Ofengawi were, man, he is a truck. Yeah. Because he's running over people yeah. as a running back, and so I mean, what what are the, what's the likelihood of a guy like that because he does run over people, potentially playing on both sides of the ball? You know, you never rule anything out if it's a kid that can contribute on both sides, especially with uh, you know his skill set. I mean, it's a big kid that can run like that. You know, which is which is what Ula is 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 uh, you know definitely something that brings a lot of value on both sides. All right, and now we go to somebody that has been called the Nigerian Nightmare Part 2, Chinonso Opara, defensive lineman, who is raw, yes, in his skill, only his second year of football in high school, but a guy, 6'8", 270, that I know the entire coaching staff is ecstatic to have now as part of BYU football. Yeah, really excited about him, and he's a, he's a great story. You know, he was uh, mainly a basketball player, he's a converted basketball player, started playing there at Juan Diego, and they're, you know, their their style of offense is, is sometimes difficult to tell um, what you're going to project somebody to, but just because he's so big, we know that he'd do something. So he came to our camp, um, and I think that's one of the common themes, too, that, you know, we love kids that want to come to our football camp because that means that they, you know, a lot of them are coming on their own dime and really uh, making an effort to, to be here. And so we really see those kids as kids that want to be here. And uh, when we offer, you know, we offer a lot of our kids at the camp, and a lot of those kids commit right on the spot, which for us, we're finding kids that want to be here and kids that are BYU kids. So what is his story? Because he's from Nigeria. His mom's still there. But he lives, uh, I guess, the past couple of years in the U.S. Yep, yep. He's got he's got a host family that uh, that's done a really good job taking care of him. A great family. Um, you know, he st- he actually came from from Nigeria, was in Maryland for a year, um, and then ended up in in L.A. and then somehow ended up here. And I, mean, I don't know how it all happened, but he ended up here, and family took him in. It's like, hey, you want to? You're looking for a, a, a spot to 
to stay and he ended up staying for a couple of weeks and they were like you want to stay longer and stay a little bit longer and then just like you're part of us now you're you're our family <laughs> and so you know really good for he's obviously just just you know calls uh the brothers and sisters just his siblings and and uh that that family um you know bless their hearts they're they're a big big part of why he's he's successful just academically things flipped for him ended up having a lot of success in the classroom and and uh, they all came on, you know, unofficial together when we offered them. And, and uh, from, then, from then, it's been, been really fun to get to know the family as well. Now, the majority of the new signees uh, are Mission First guys, but Chinonso is one of those guys that uh, is hoping to make an impact immediately. He'll, he'll be with the team in August and, and hopes to, to bust onto the scene right away. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, he, he's raw. We've got a lot of good D-linemen, and so throw him in there. He's got a lot. Of, he's going to have a lot of guys that are – um, that have game experience that he can learn from and, um, you know, really just jump in there. But he's, he's physically, I mean, you know, when you, when you see him, I don't know if you guys have seen him in person, but he looks like a, an NFL player now. And so, you know, coming to our practices and all that stuff, it's like, is that a former player that's in the NFL now? That's, that's what he looks like. <laughs> and so he's uh he's a specimen for sure. If you are under like six, six, you know, 200 it's hard to make it into this class if you guys did but it was a it was a big class a big group an exciting day we appreciate you coming on here. yeah appreciate it thank you awesome stuff all right elisa tuiaki the defensive coordinator for byu you did not disappoint my friend i put just <laughs> i put you on the spot and you lived up to the hype thank you guys thank you. a lot of pressure <laughs> off of me <laughs> as if signing these guys wasn't enough coming up who gets today's rising show Ah, yes. And what about an elite tweet? Can we find a tweet about these no, 13 brand-new signees? No, I'm looking that. right now during the break. I'm giving it out, Jam. I'm going to do it. You're telling the, the I'm going to do, to do this. Whoa. Whoa.